talking about another blind man today, blind Bartimaeus. If you will, take your Bibles, turn to Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. Being blind can be a challenge. And of course, uh, the gentleman that that uh, Eric was talking about overcame that challenge, and Ellen Keller did, and, and others did. But blind Bartimaeus had some issues. Do you have any issues? Good question. Probably most of us would recognize, yeah, I sure do. But God helped him in the midst of his problems, in the midst of his issues. Mark chapter 10, I'd like to read verses 46 through the end of the chapter. And they came to Jericho as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. Two issues. Number one, he was blind. Number two, he was begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. But Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for this portion of Scripture. Pray that you'll speak to our hearts as we look into it. We recognize that we have limitations, that we have issues. But we're grateful, Lord, that you are able You're able to take whatever scenario we are in or that we have and help us and change us and use us. We pray that you'll do just that. In Jesus' name, amen. No, Bartimaeus had some issues, but but God did work in his life and through his life. He can do the same thing for us, even if we have issues. But we need to take three steps. The first one is very important. Realize our inadequacy. Realize our inadequacy. The problem is that some of us, we think that we are inadequate and there's no hope. We have issues, there's no way that anything can happen that will make things better. But the other side of the story is that some of us don't think we're inadequate. And we wouldn't say that because that would be not humble. But the reality is we think we've got our act together, think we're doing pretty well. We think we are right. But instead, we need to realize our inadequacy in a positive way. He was physically blind. And and not only was he blind, but he was also begging. Sometimes because of our inadequacies, we are placed in a difficult situation. I think probably blind Bartimaeus was begging not because he didn't want to work, but because he couldn't work because of his blindness a difficult, difficult place in which to be. But I do believe that just like he was physically blind, sometimes we are spiritually blind. And in, in fact, uh, in, in John chapter 17, uh, excuse me, Jeremiah chapter 17, verse number 9, it says this, the heart is deceitful above all things 
and desperately wicked who can know it? If we're honest, we need to recognize that we're not what we ought to be, spiritually speaking. We aren't the people that God wants us to be. We're dead in our trespasses and sins, according to Ephesians chapter 2. Fortunately, God is able to work in our hearts and in our lives. Now, the problem with the Pharisees is they thought they were not blind when they were spiritually blind. John chapter 9, verses 39 to 41 says this, For judgment I have come into this world that those who do not see may see, and that those who see may be made blind. And some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these words and said to him, Are we blind also? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say, We see, therefore your sin remains. It could be a little bit confusing. Basically, if we recognize our blindness and we repent, we turn to God, God will help us, not just physically, but also spiritually speaking. But if we feel like we are able to see, if we feel like we've got our act together, like the Pharisees did, and the reality is, because we think we can see, we're still in our sin. We haven't repented. You know, when you think about the Pharisees, they were proud. They did not like to admit that they were wrong. Do you know anybody like that? Please don't, don't elbow your spouse. But sometimes that's the way we are. We're proud. We, we feel like we're okay. The other person's the one at fault. But the reality is that when we recognize our inadequacy, when we recognize our sin, when we recognize our inabilities, that's when we can turn to God for help. Because if we don't think we need help, guess what we're not going to do? We're not going to depend on God for help. And, and we have different inadequacies. It depends on our situation. Some of us has, have physical limitations. I was impressed, weren't you, when Chuck ran up the stairs? He doesn't need to retire. I think he could stick around for a while longer. Was he breathing hard when he got up there? Don't answer that question. But not just physical disability. Sometimes it's an inability to focus. Do you ever have that? An inability to focus on that which is most important? I believe one of the reasons is we have so many things coming our way, so many things like social media and television and radio and this and that, doorbells, phones. Uh, we're always accessible, so to speak. And it's sometimes hard to focus on those things which are most important. According to God's Word, we need to be meditating in the Word day and night. But some of us realize our inadequacy in that area, that we're not doing what we ought to do. Some of us recognize that we have a lack of wisdom. We have some decisions that need to be made. We're just not sure what to do. Some of us recognize that we have a lack of strength. But isn't the good news that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us? But it's through Christ. Some of us feel weak in the area of technology. Uh, how many of you like technology? Raise your hand. Okay. How many of you like technology when it works? Raise your hand. And sometimes it does not work. Uh, Rebecca texted me this morning and said the website was down, but we got it up. I'm glad that they got it up because uh, a lot of people would not be able to hear this if they did not. The good news is that 
that even though we're weak, we can turn to God. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10 talks about a thorn in the flesh, which Paul had. We don't know what the thorn in the flesh was. Some people say it might have been his eyesight because he talked about the fact that, that he had to write big letters because he couldn't see very well. Some of us are moving in that direction as well. We don't know what it was, but we do know this. He prayed that it might be taken away. Three times he prayed that it might be taken away, and God said no. Did you know that sometimes God says no? I know that probably you've prayed and, and it had not taken place, and you think, do, do I not have faith? Is, is there a problem in my life? And There are conditions for answered prayer, but we need to recognize that sometimes God chooses to say no for some reason. He can do that. He's God. He's our loving Heavenly Father. If it's good for us, if it's the best thing, He'll give it to us. But sometimes He says no, just like He did with Paul. But he went on to say this, My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. In other words, in the middle of inadequacy, God is adequate. He gives us the grace that we need. That's why we can come boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Jesus said this in John chapter 15 and verse number 5. He basically said that we need to abide in Christ. And then we'll bear much fruit. But then he made this statement. Without me, you can do nothing. Why can we do nothing without him? Because we're inadequate. We just don't have our act together. We could not even breathe if he did not help us to do so. I've told this story before. My grandfather was driving from Thumpter to Columbia. And he had glasses on. Back then, there wasn't an air conditioner, so he had the windows down. A bee got in the car and got between his glasses and his eye. Guess what he did? He wrecked. <laughs> Probably we would do the same thing. Just a little bee can mess us up or whatever it might be. But we need to turn to God in the midst of our difficulties. Ephesians chapter 2 talks about the fact that we are influenced by Satan, by the flesh, by the world. In verse number 4, though, it says this, But God, but God who's rich in mercy, and it goes on to talk about salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. We need to first of all realize our inadequacy, and it's only when we realize our inadequacy that we'll do number two. Step number two is rely on Jesus for help. Back in Mark chapter 10, verse number 46, realize our inadequacy. They came to Jericho, went out of Jericho with his disciples, and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. Then it goes on to say, rely on Jesus for help. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. The ones that a minute ago were saying, Hey, be quiet. Now said, um, now, now said, um, I can see it. They called the blind man saying to him, Be a good cheer. Rise, he is calling you. Verse 49. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? Shouldn't it be obvious? 
he was blind. He would want his sight. But you know, sometimes there are more important things than physical sight, like spiritual sight. The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I might receive my sight. Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith has made you well. Faith, that's relying on Jesus. We need to rely on Jesus for different things, for seeing both physical sight and spiritual sight. For salvation, there is no way that we can be saved apart from faith in Jesus Christ. God's Word makes it clear in Ephesians chapter 2, right a couple of verses after it says, But God, who is rich in mercy, says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We need to recognize our sin, because if we don't recognize our sin, we're not going to feel a need for a Savior. But all have sinned, come short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, and we depend on Him to save us. We depend on Him for seeing, for salvation, for strength. You feel weak sometimes? You get tired sometimes? The good news is that when we wait on the Lord, we renew our strength. We mount up with wings as eagles. We run and not be weary. We walk and not faint. But the focus is on God. It's on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's important for us as we rely on Jesus for help to cry out to him, but also to draw near to him. Notice in verse number 50, it says, throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. Jesus is the answer. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life, and we need to draw near to him. It's interesting, in James chapter 4 and verse number 8, it says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. But it goes on to focus on our inadequacy. It indicates that we need to confess and repent. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. It's only when we recognize our inadequacy that we will rely on God to help us, to meet our needs. So it's important for us to, just like blind Bartimaeus did, to cry out to Jesus and draw near to Jesus. But the reality is when we do that, we are going to face some challenges. One of the challenges was opposition. Notice in Mark chapter 10, in verse number 48, it says, Many warned him to be quiet. Have you ever noticed that? Sometimes when we are seeking to draw near to Jesus, we're crying out to him, we're trying to live our lives for him, trying to rely on him, there are some that are going to be naysayers. They're going to be negative. And we need to recognize that negativity might well come. But we need to keep on keeping on in spite of opposition. How about obstacles? We, we see in... Um, in verse number 49, that Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. This blind man persevered. He kept on keeping on, and as a result, he was able to draw near to Jesus, and he was healed. But notice verse number 50, it says, And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. He did not want anything to keep him from coming to Jesus. And so he threw aside his garment. Now. Probably some of us would have done it differently. We would have folded the garment on our arms or something like that and, and walked over there real calm, cool, and collected or something like that. 
But the reality is, he felt the urgency of coming to Jesus, and he was not going to let anything get in the way. Do we ever let things get in the way? When it comes to our relationship with Jesus Christ, relying on him in the midst of challenges, do we let things get in the way? I think sometimes we do. Sometimes it's our pride. We don't want anybody to know that we're inadequate. Sometimes it's our selfishness. We want what we want when we want it. And we don't know that God is going to give us what we want. And that's true. We don't know God's going to give us what we want. But we do know, according to God's Word, He's going to give us what is best for us. He might not give us what we want at the minute, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, Long-suffering, if you have those things, that's pretty good. And most people would recognize that that's good. So we need to recognize that there's going to be some opposition, there are going to be obstacles, there's some things that we need to get rid of if we want to come to the Lord Jesus Christ. And not just sins, but also weights, things that keep us from focusing on Him. Julius Caesar landed in England about... 2,000 years ago, probably closer to 2,100, to conquer the Celts. There were about a half million Celts. There were only about 50,000 Roman soldiers. His men weren't fully committed, and some of them were, were thinking about retreating and, and um, leaving because of the overwhelming odds. So what Julius Caesar did is he burned the ships. There would be no retreat. He was getting rid of the obstacles to victory. The Romans stayed, they conquered, they established a long-term Roman presence and permanent influence in England. But one of the reasons was because they were getting rid of the obstacles. They were getting rid of the weights that held them back. In 1519, Cortez, a Spanish conqueror, did the same thing off the coast of what is now Veracruz. They were going to be fighting against the Aztecs. And, and now most of South America speaks Spanish. Why? Because these generals were all in. They wanted to get rid of anything that would keep them from, from accomplishing what their goal was. If our goal is coming to Jesus, relying on him to help us, then we need to be willing to do whatever it takes. I think it's interesting to see step number three. In the last verse, 52, Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight. And then what did he do? He followed Jesus on the road. And step number three is to resolve to follow Jesus. Sometimes we think that we find fulfillment in pleasure, just in enjoying ourselves and and doing what we want to do. But our greatest fulfillment is actually going to come as we sacrifice for Him, as we live our lives for Him. 1 Samuel 12, 24, this is what Samuel said, Only fear the Lord and serve Him in truth with all your heart, for consider what great things God has done for you. As we think about what God has done for us, we ought to fear Him, that's respect Him, hold Him in awe, want to please Him and serve Him in truth with all of our hearts. I think that's what blind Bartimaeus did. He was no longer blind. He could see. And he wanted to follow Jesus Christ. 
not only follow Jesus Christ, but also praise him. Luke chapter 18, verse number 43 is, is another version of the same story. In that verse it says, and immediately he received his sight and followed him. And then it goes on to say, glorifying God. When God works, when we rely on him, he helps, he helps us. Should we not glorify him? Should we not praise him? And the, all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. When we come to Jesus and he helps us, we follow him with all our hearts and people see it. They'll praise God. We need to give him the honor and the glory. Matthew 4.19, Jesus said to his disciples, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. We talk about relationship transformation and impact a lot. Follow me, that's relationship. Coming to Jesus, focusing on him, loving him, loving one another. And I will make you that's transformation, is it not? He takes us where we are and he helps us to change. He makes us to be what he wants us to be. Fishers of men, that is impact. That's sharing with others the gospel of Jesus Christ and hoping that they come to know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. Bar Bartimaeus was no longer blind. He was following Jesus Christ. And God was changing him, and God was using him. We need to come to Jesus no matter what our issues are. We might be going through some difficulties in our lives. We might have some physical limitation. We might financially not have a lot of money. Or it might be something else. It might be spiritual blindness. We need to realize our inadequacy. Rely on Jesus for help. And then we need to resolve that we are going to follow him. Jesus said this in Matthew 16, 24. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. That doesn't sound easy to me, does it to you? Deny himself, take up his cross, follow me. We're talking about sacrifice. And as we think about Memorial Day, there are so many that have made sacrifices for the sake of the country, for the people in the country. My mind goes to my uncle, Art Beckstrom's, my father's sister's husband, who in 1970 down at Shire Force Base was flying a practice mission, and something went wrong with the plane. He could have easily parachuted, but he was in a crowded area. And if he parachuted, then somebody else might have died. So he stuck with the plane until it was too late to parachute. And he died as a result. He sacrificed. He sacrificed himself for others. That's what Jesus did. And isn't that what we need to do as well? Too often our focus is on our own comfort. We are so caught up and what we want, or what we think is good for us, that we're not willing to sacrifice for the sake of Jesus and for the sake of others. But if we resolve to follow Jesus, that means that we're going to be willing to sacrifice, to do what it takes. And I think that's extremely important. All of us are inadequate. If we think we're not, 
then we're not very smart. And if we think we're not, then sometimes what God does is He brings along issues or circumstances that help us realize our inadequacy. And that's what we need to do is realize our inadequacy, rely on Jesus for help, whether it's for salvation or physical healing or spiritual healing or or whatever it might be, for wisdom, for strength. And then we need to resolve that we're going to follow Jesus Christ. As we think about what he's done for us, we're going to follow him, live our lives for him, for his honor, and for his glory. I think that's what Christianity is all about. And that's what we need to do. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this portion of Scripture, which helps us realize that we don't have our act together. We need you. Lord, I pray that we will turn to you. If we've never said yes to Jesus Christ as Savior, I pray that we will recognize our sin and rely on you to save us through faith in Jesus Christ. If, if we have trusted Christ as Savior, I pray that we might recognize that we are weak in our own selves, but your grace is sufficient. Your strength is made perfect in weakness, and we might follow you with all of our hearts. Lord, please change us, and please use us for your honor and for your glory. Pray all this in Jesus' name.